The views and opinions expressed on Deliberately Linked are entirely those of the host, who are completely responsible for all show content. These views and opinions are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure in any way any kind of condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or personal practice. Nor is the information presented deemed to be accurate or verifiable. What is up, Deliberately Linked viewers? Lace them up and lock it in. Because on today's show, the question isn't what happened to you. The question is, what are you going to do about it? It's a play on words because your first sentence is not what happened to you, but that's all we ever hear about what happened to you. We never mm -hmm. get to hear about what you did about it. No. People don't ever talk about the results. They always talk about... What happened. Yeah. And poor me. Yeah. And frankly, I can tell you what, I'm sick of it, Mark, and I know you are too, well, bro. We... I don't know. I think people have just come so accustomed to just, it's almost, it's almost like a fad or like an end thing to just like share all your negativity. It is. Yeah. No. It, well, everyone does it nowadays. And it's just, like you said, it's kind of a fad and it just, it, yeah. it rubs off on people yeah. everywhere, everywhere well, you go. So when we were talking about this and I was diving into this, and I, I dove into this for a very specific reason and we talked about it, but there's a group of people that I, I don't know if this is a real thing or maybe I made it up. I don't know. I call them baiters. Like they bait people into telling them negative things. Oh, for or sure. like, for instance, in today's show, we're going to talk a lot about complaining. They bait you into complaining because they almost need it like a drug. Yeah. Well, it feeds them almost. Yeah. yeah. They draw, they, they're driven off your complaining mm. and it's just like a large group of, I call them baiters. Gosh, I mean, that's just it. what they do. It is freaking toxic, bro. It is. It's it toxic. Is. I mean, there's, there's so much, surprisingly, there's so much actual scientific research done on complaining and the impact of complaining, but I think it's just become so um, acceptable. Mm. You know, like I think even as a child, you know, my dad, my dad would shut complaining down quick. I mean, right. it, just, it just did not happen because he didn't want you to complain. What he wanted you to do is <clears throat> figure out, well, okay, this happened X, Y, and Z, but like you said, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to change that? Like yeah. he was always forward focused on what are you going to do about it now? Right. Like I don't want to hear about what happened. That's done and gone. Well, even growing up in sports, Mark, and you and I both can relate to this is through – that's why I love the sports culture in general just for what it does outside of just the enjoyment of playing a game and how it sure. creates – it'll turn and boys into men and, and, and girls into women. The The – the attributes and characteristics that you create and grow from sports in the sense that, you know, more so specifically for myself and football and yourself in football, at, at an early age, we are trained uh, essentially to, to not complain. And, and not only verbally, I mean, I, I even think of it as, as small as when you're running suicides and, yeah. and you, you got guys bending over and the coach is like, stand up tall. Because that is creating that like mental toughness, but at the same time, bending over is almost uh, an action of complaining. Like, oh, I'm well, body so language. tired. Exactly. Body language is body language is a nonverbal. You know, either way, it could be positive or negative, but it's a nonverbal right. um, communication. Yeah, and and Mark, when you brought this show to to to, to our attention, really, uh, I thought it was, it was a great idea. First of all, 
Um, I thought of two things. First, I was like, as I was preparing for the show, I was like, that's funny. We're going to do a show on complaining as we complain about complainers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's a side note. We understand kind of what we're doing right now. Um, But at the the same time, um, I just, I kind of just went back to just all the days, I think, of what I, like kind of what I was saying, what sports have done. I think sure. specifically for myself on this topic of complaining. No, it's, you know, it's kind of, I'll tell you how this kind of came to me. So I really um, kind of challenged myself and, I, and Josh knows this. And I'll tell everybody, I really challenged myself within the last 10 days or so. Um, we have a new sermon series coming up at church and uh, Pastor Tom's really going to focus on Colossians 3. So I challenged myself to really dive into the whole book of Colossians yeah. for 30 days straight um, for multiple, multiple reasons. And, you know, as I'm reading Colossians, I, I continue to think um, Paul is the author. And, you know, for those of you who don't know who Paul is, Paul at this time is imprisoned. Mark's a dude. Yeah, I love him. Mark's I'm, I'm big, a big <clears throat> Paul fan. Yeah. But he's imprisoned, and he's, he's writing all these books that have been published into the Bible, and they're all very uplifting books. Hmm. I mean, they're all about inspiration and motivation. And I'm like, here's a dude... They could literally be just wallowing in his sorrows. Yeah, and, poor me. Yeah. And he doesn't do that at any point in time. He's constantly staying in that positive mindset. And that's what just kind of got me thinking. I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, we are so reverse of that now. Right. It's like, you know, poor as me is like the new positive. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's, it's just that's what everybody's talking about. That's what you see on social media, especially in our climate. I mean, our social climate now. There is very minimal positive things. I mean, whether it's politics, whether it's sports, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's just, it's all very negative all the time. Well, Mark, we're product of, products of our environment. And like oh, you were saying, so. so with, and I, and I think a lot of times, I think if you want to, <clears throat> if you want to think of the one, one of the most negative um, components out there that propels negativity, I guess, and complaining, it's just news stations and, and stuff like that. And so, yeah. and when I say we're a product of our environment, it's, it, it's becomes harder and harder and harder in today's society to escape negativity. Yeah. Um, because the, the more negative areas in life that we're around, um, it, it obviously becomes harder and harder to get away from it. Well, I think we've, I think we've become soft in the fact that um, we've lost touch with the turn a negative into a positive thing. It's like it's yeah. negative, so I'm just going to stay in negative right. town. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, instead of it being negative, remaining negative, it's like how do I turn this negative into a positive? Like where's the drive anymore? Right, okay. Yeah. I, don't, and I mean, I don't where, where's it at? And I'll tell you, when I was first diving into this and I sent you an article, um, and there's a couple that back this up, one of them that comes to my mind, and I know Josh hasn't dove into this one, but Stanford, University of Stanford, did a study back in 1996. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking of complaining, I was literally thinking of the person complaining. Like my whole focus and thought yeah. was on the person complaining. Okay. What the study shows is that even people who are receiving, you know, the content of the complainer are just as adversely affected. For sure. I mean, if you, they said if you get anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes a day of hearing complaints or being the complainer, um, your body actually has adverse effects to that. No doubt. And long-term effects. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very cancer esque in, in a very. sense. Um, well, that's why I told you I, I call I call it the complaino virus. I'm not trying to <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to make light of the coronavirus that's going around right now. I feel horrible for those people that are being affected. Yo, but that yo. when I thought of this, I'm like, it's the complaino virus. Yo, which side note, bro? The coronavirus is low key getting kind of real. <laughs> <laughs> 
The correct dude. No, so true story care, though. My wife, <laughs> my wife and I are getting ready to go on a cruise. You know this. Yeah. We're getting ready to go on a cruise. <laughs> and she's like, my wife already doesn't even like leaving the state lines of Ohio, yeah. let alone you know getting in the middle of an ocean that's going to leave the protection of the United States. Right. She's already like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, dude, th- there's been how many cases already in the U.S.? I mean, 70,000 people, I think, I just saw have died yeah. from the coronavirus. I mean, bro, that's like, I mean, I know there's like 7 point some billion people in the world, but like that 70,000 is like starting to become a respectable number where I'm like, hmm. Respectable. Like maybe we I should, think it's been respectable <laughs> like, for a while. Maybe we should start being concerned. I mean, the doctor that, well, that so the, just found out about it, the doctor that originally discovered yeah, he it, he just, he just dipped out. Yeah, but the, the true story behind this, here's some true facts behind it. So 80% of the people that actually get the coronavirus, it runs through them like the common cold. Okay. Only 3 to 5% are having these severe adverse reactions that like we see on the news, you know, that's like completely deathly. Okay. So like 80% of the people with healthy immune systems and, you know, actual proper medical care, it's kind of like just a really crappy um, case of the flu. Yeah. It's that other three to five that, I mean, it's unfortunate you're in a, another world or whatever and you're not getting good medical care or medicines and, or maybe you already have a, a, a tainted immune system that those are the people that are truly being affected. But Bruh. I'm telling you, man, it, it makes you out, think. Bro. It makes you think. We pay too much. Uh, pay too much money for my insurance. Taxes yeah. are way too high. Yeah. Like I want. A this is the son of a farmer. Corona less. Corona less. I don't know if that's a word. I don't. Corona less. Corona less. Let's. I mean, I, I'll tell you one thing. If I do get the coronavirus, man, I sure as hell hope I get Lyme's disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, because oh, so many people right now are like, I can't believe you guys are making jokes about that. <laughs> yeah, but that's horrible. No, um, wait. Once again, you got to find the positive and the negative. Exactly. Okay. But back on topic, um, complaining, man. It is a Mark. You were talking about um, how it has the adverse effect on you yeah. if others are complaining, and, yeah. I, and I was thinking about how it, it is so cancerous. And we've talked about having a, an individual that's cancerous in a locker room in a workplace, and it's it's truly. You know, especially when you get that complaining from someone that's in leadership, and they don't even have to be the top dog. I mean, I think about yeah. it from from my point of view. Shout out to Visionary Meals. We'll talk about this in a little bit, though. We did just hire another chef, and and now there are different dimensions being thrown into what we do on a daily basis. And now there's an individual having to take charge and take lead outside of myself inside our kitchen. And I think of if if that individual in charge in lead starts complaining. Well, that is ju- it's a trickle effect down to the next person well, down below because they're like, well, if you're doing it, which well, sh- sure, I'm, I'm doing it because I'm probably making less money than you. And if you're complaining, man, I'm definitely going to complain. It's just it's, it's extremely cancerous. And like you said, Mark, it, it doesn't just become cancerous from the one complaining because it's usually yeah. just as affected. to the Well, so scientifically speaking, uh, the area of the brain that controls um, making new memories and problem solving is the hippocampus. Correct. And the studies are shown that these people who either A, are, um, you know, really consistent complainers or people who are constantly surrounded by those who yeah. complain, that area of the brain is drastically affected. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense because if, if you're constantly complaining, you're constantly surrounded by complaining, and then you find yourself either dwindling or becoming mm-hmm. unsuccessful, well, the area of the brain that's supposed to help you problem solve is Correct. now diminished. Right. So now you can't even figure out a way to get out of that. Yeah. You know, that's why a lot of people then seek professional help because they've no longer, they no longer have their own ability to solve these issues. Right. 
because they they themselves have damaged it. And I thought that was super fascinating that this complaining actually damages the brain, bro. It's like what? That's, that's crazy to me. When we think about like when we think about like literally the engineering genius that God truly is. Right. And then you break something down like this and that's been you know, for those of for those people in the science world who maybe aren't believers, but they believe completely in science, this is proof. For sure. Like engineering genius. He's like, look, here's the negative effects. Right. He's like, you all are called to love yeah. and show mercy. And yeah. if you're going to complain, there's going to be side this effects. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a self-punishment. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I mean, it's, it's real deal. And mo I think most people just, they don't even have any idea about it. Like if you're listening to this today and... You know, maybe you're you're cussing us up and down a storm saying, I can't believe you guys are saying this, or maybe you're viewing us as being judgy. It's not being judgy. I'm honestly, the whole reason behind this topic is because I know I find myself in these episodes. Yeah. I know I find myself around these episodes. I think this is really just a good PSA announcement. No, that's what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like literally think about it and think about the effect you're having on yourself because ultimately you could truly be doing detrimental harm to yourself. Well, and I, Mark, and... It's so it's so stupid cliche, and I almost didn't want to say it, um, but it's so true at the same time. And we, at times, as human beings, as privileged um, Americans, if all of our viewers are American, which I am most certain that they are, but um, I don't know if this gets translated into other languages. <laughs> um, I barely speak English. We we are so I'm with you. We are so privileged in the sense that, like, it's the, the, the old saying of, like, man, if you're complaining, like, what are you truly complaining yeah. about? Like, someone someone obviously out there has it worse to you, worse than you. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to say that because it's kind of obvious. Um, but at the same time, I don't – it's so obvious, but so – it gets looked over, and we just forget about it on a daily basis. And honestly, I think we need to wake up on a daily basis and have that constant reminder when your alarm goes off, time out. Your alarm just went off. You are privileged enough to be able to afford an alarm, and more likely than not, a lot of our alarms are from our smartphones, okay? Yeah. So stop complaining. You have a very probably a very nice phone. If you're privileged enough to get out of your bed that is how many counts in a, in a sheet? I don't even know. I guess that's a thing. The count, a thread count? A thread count or whatever. Uh, like, by the way, we bought you sheets for your wedding. We got you a very high thread count. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, very privileged. <laughs> Not everyone has that thread count. It's probably like very hard to find if Mark got it. All right? And But I think about that, I'm a that, very Mark. good gift giver. You are. You are. Uh, yeah. No, we won't even go into that. He's a fantastic <laughs> gift giver. If you ever need something nice, hit up Mark. He's got your back. No, but um, but I'm serious. This is an actual problem because... We, we take for granted such the such little things in our yeah. lives getting yeah. getting out of bed putting our feet on nice soft carpet with yeah. with a, a heated home um, unless you're my parents home and my dad doesn't stoke the boiler for my mom <laughs> and it's like 50 degrees probably you're wearing winter out. coats in the farmhouse exactly. right now <laughs> um, but no I just we we when we go to work we hop, we get in our in our luxury vehicle we we go to Starbucks we we buy a six dollar coffee which is just outrageous yeah. and we just take these little things for granted when truly there are individuals waking up either gosh darn it guys I'll go to the extreme on the streets all right yeah waking well, up homelessness I mean homelessness. especially in California right now the, the percentages are through the roof exactly yeah. or or kids waking up starving in a household. And mom and dad's not to be found, yeah. Um, because mom and dad are they're overdosed right now. Yeah. Like it's it's these little things, and we want to complain that someone put the wrong freaking milk in well, our Starbucks coffee. But I, I'll tell you what, though, I, I'll be honest with most people. I think I think from a standpoint, and I I will feel I feel that I can speak on this platform from a different aspect, but 
definitely relatable. I think most people who have experienced the lows tend to be more positive because yeah. it's easier for them to see the positives because they've seen the worst of the worst. Right. But you said it earlier. I mean, it is. It's it's like a cancer. And we constantly, even if you were to wake up every morning, you're going to challenge yourself, say, I'm going to wake up every morning and I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to go out with the mindset to be thankful. The minute you start surrounding yourself with people who aren't challenging themselves to do that, Correct. it's going to literally just overwhelm you and you're going to find yourself back in that complaining world. Yeah. I mean, because it's like that virus. It just spreads. Mm -hmm. I mean, history lesson for everybody. When the American Revolution was going on, I mean, you're talking about years of America battling, you know, obviously, you know, the English and all of them and trying to obviously take control of the United States of America. And George Washington's leading this great war. And you're talking men for years living without proper food, no pay, no boots, <laughs> all the time marching, doing all these things. Well, eventually it gets to the point where these guys are like, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. And it starts one one guy. One guy starts complaining, and then it spreads everywhere. And then you hear the words like mutiny. Mm. You know what Washington did? Washington said, go out and find the leader and kill him. Hell yeah. He literally went straight to the source of the virus and put it down. See, I love it. And it's over. It's, yeah, it's kill over. It. Kill it. Because he understood, I'm dealing with a cancer. I've got to get rid of the source. Right. Now, today we look back at that like, I can't believe you'd ever do that. No. But back then, Washington's like, dude, take care of the head, man. Cut right. the head off the snake. It's over. Right. That's what you need to do in your life. You I need to look so at your life and say, where do I need to stop the source of this? What is the source of this? If the source is you, then you need to make extreme changes in your life. If the source is the people you're around, you need to find a way to function. It might be your job. You mm -hmm. can't just quit your job. Right. You need to find a way, though, to function within that. And maybe your way of functioning is to always be the shining light. Mm -hmm. When everybody starts complaining, always find a way to twist that into the positive side. Yeah. And some people get very annoyed by those individuals. That's because those are people you just can't change. They like being complainers. Yeah. Well, Mark, no, you said two things I want to come back to. And one being that... George Washington was a stud, I know. That was it. Yep. <laughs> End of show. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. No. Uh, one being that if it is you and you're like, okay, well, if it is me, I understand if it's other people, it's, it's a lot yeah. easier to be like, okay, just eliminate yourself from that toxic environment. But if it is you guys, I got a simple answer for you. Open the word. I promise you. Oh, I promise yeah. you. Uh, it is, it is everywhere and yeah. God's grace and love will, will fill you abundantly and, and will, and will take you steps farther and farther and farther away from wanting to complain. And you and I were just talking about that. Like the, the more consistent and devoted you are to the word. Yeah. Everything in your life is better. It changes, man. Everything I, I, is better. I mean, side note, I completely, Ash and I's week, Ashley, my wife and I, our week sucks if we don't make it to church. Um, uh, my yeah. life is almost upside down if I've been, if I've been absent in my quiet time. Yeah. Um, guys, guys, we don't, we don't say this because uh, we think we're, we're higher than thou art. No, no we know we that we need it. We say this because we've experienced the lack of. Yeah. And we've also experienced the abundance of and yeah. the difference that it makes. But I was also going to say, Mark, you brought up the point of like if, if you're complaining about your work and you, you obviously need to be there to make money and you don't have a place to go, yeah, you do need to find other avenues. But m my biggest one of my biggest pet peeves with this idea and this topic is individuals do, they will come home every single day and complain and complain, especially to their spouse. And it's, it, and create this toxic environment for their kids about how bad their day was at work. Yeah. My thing is if it's that freaking bad, you have the option to find another option. 
Oh, for sure. You know what? Make for a sure. change. It's the yeah. individuals that want to complain that don't make change. I'll tell you right now. My wife is one of the hardest workers that I know. She has so much compassion, love. She she is st- like stupid smart. And I don't I know that doesn't make sense, but she's extremely smart. Um and and she she's an amazing individual. She complains almost on a daily basis about her situation. But you know what she's doing? She is taking steps and putting in actions to set herself up for down the road of what future and what God has well, planned for her. Well, you and I had this uh, talk. We actually had this conversation last week off, you know, off mic. And we were talking about that. And I just had this conversation with a, um, a man at church. I teach a class at church. And this is a, one of the subjects he brought up was he's yeah. like, I hate my job. Mm. He's like, I hate my job. But right now, there's no way I can leave my job. And I'm like, I understand that. And I listened to him vent for a little bit. My first question is, though, why? Why can't you leave your job? Well, he's, he has five kids, and this job is how he supports the entire family. And yeah. so it's, it's comfort. I get it. Comfort. Um, that's the, that's so the word. I, so, comfort. Yeah, but so I told him. I said, okay, that's fine. But it's like your mindset's wrong then. Yeah. I'm like, then you just change your mindset. And he looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, think about it. How can you use this time as preparation for when change is available? Correct. Correct. So whether change is available next week, next month, next year, two years from now, how can you utilize this experience to prepare for change? Yeah. And instantly he looked at me like, I never even thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Sometimes we're stuck in a place. I get it. Yeah. That happens. But instead of <clears throat> always going into that with negativity and I hate this, I don't like this, go into it with a how, how can I better myself even now? Correct. So literally, if you were just to change the way you look at something, change those focal those focal lenses yes. of how can I use this for the greater good, and it's like, Ash, it's not perfect, but I guarantee you there are things that you can take from it mm-hmm. that are going to help you later. Right. Focus on those things. No, and that's it, Mark. I, I, she, she came to me, and, I, and I, I love, that's so awesome that you shared this, that information about that individual struggling with that because I think it's so relatable to so many of our listeners that go to an everyday place of work and they're just, they, they feel drained guys. And it's, it's simple. I'm telling you, my wife comes to me on a weekly basis about how she is not fulfilling her purpose. Yeah. And I I was listening to a podcast. Um, I'll give them credit because there are dudes, uh, business and biceps, Corey and John. Um, I was listening to a podcast mid workout and I literally stopped the workout and I, and I said, Hey Ash, you need to go listen from this segment to this segment. And I want you to come to me and tell me what your thoughts are after it. Yeah. And, and it, it was about, it was basically to influence her and to basically give her that little kick in the butt that she needed to recognize that complaining on a daily basis about where she is, is just going to stay, it's going to stay stagnant. It will stay the status quo of not being fulfilled and not being happy if you're not willing to make change. And, and, I, and she finished the segment, she came to me and I'm like, okay, what are your thoughts? And she was like, I need to go chase this. And I'm like, you do, but she, and, and there was an opportunity opening up down the road for her. And she was like, well, I, I know they just contacted me about this potential opportunity that might fulfill, give me purpose. And she was like, well, I, I'll just, I'll wait until they hear from me. I'm like, no, what are you, screw that. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Go tackle this stuff now. Go be proactive. If you're not happy with what you're doing, if you want to start your own business, but you're like, well, I got to put food on the table. I got to supply for my family. You're right. You do. That is your responsibility. You don't walk away from that. But at the same time, if you're that unhappy, make the sacrifices now and be proactive about what you want to do in your own personal studies, in your own personal growth, in your own sacrifices. We talk about when your family goes to bed, if you want to change your life, if you want to change your family's life, stay up later. All right? 
be studious about what you want to pro- be proactive in. Well, it, don't think it's just going to happen. Exactly. It doesn't. And that's simple. Mark. Well, uh, that, and I don't know how many times. Josh heard this a thousand times. And I think if you listen regularly, you've heard this before in here. Failure to plan is a plan to fail. Yeah. I mean, so if you are you find yourself in that place and you've just accepted it, you're not planning. Yeah. You become it, another one. You've become part of the problem. You're doing nothing to formulate a solution. Right. If you're surrounded by complainers and then you join as a complainer, that's all that that's all that there is. It's it's literally an atmosphere of complaining. And as we find out, from a mental standpoint, you're going to adversely suffer. Right. And so then maybe then when there is an opportunity to change, you've completely taken that opportunity off the wall. Correct. It's not even available to you now. Yeah. Because you've transformed yourself into something you didn't want to be. Mm. Where in turn, you can take the time and just say, hey, it's a season of preparation. Correct. I'm going to accept this season of preparation. I'm not going to be like this. When I feel the need to complain, and this is something I'm trying to do with myself and I'll share with other people. When you feel the desire to complain, this goes back to just take a second, stop, mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Right. No, think I- about why am I going to complain? <clears throat> what, is, what, is, what specifically am I complaining about? And then think about all the other things associated with that. Right. Because I guarantee you the other things that are associated with that, there's a positive in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Focus on the positive. Yeah. Focus on that positive and let the complaining go. And I mean, even other studies have shown, too, that the people that complain, they don't even complain to the source that needs complained yes, to. Yes, that's so true. They said, though, I think an average was like they'll tell 12 to 16 yeah, people. Yeah, 8 to 16 people. Never even get to the point of telling the person that they should actually share their grievance with. So all we do is we just spread the negativity. Yeah. 95% of consumers do that, guys. That's a ton. Like complaining and like Mark said, you're just spreading it. So That's all you're doing. And what you're doing is you're spreading it from a stance of weakness because you're looking for that that response that victims seek, which is, oh, poor you. Right. No. Yeah. No, you're you're all freaking soft is what it is. I yes. Mean, it, this comes back to episode one. Yeah. It's all mental, all right? And be be the best you. Constantly, guys, if you, if you, if you want to walk around for like poor me, I'm yeah. telling you like. Well, if you're going to walk around that change, way, that's change what your you're mindset. going to attract. Correct. Yeah. Change your, I mean, guys, Jackie Robinson, all right? Everyone knows who Jackie Robinson is. He, he literally had in his contract, all right? Yeah. This was super fascinating. He had in his contract. To not complain if people spit on him. Yeah. So when he played, he got spat on left and right. Oh yeah. And and it was literally in his contract. Hey, if if you're going to be on our team, you're not allowed to complain yep. about this. And you know what Jackie did? He showed up every dang day and just proved everyone wrong and just said, Hey, I I I am not here to complain. I'm here to show you. All right, and I will show you what I'm capable of. I will show. I will. I will deny the stereotypes that you guys want to peg on me, and I will show you the type of man that I am or woman in whatever instance. No, I think, I think there's so many times and opportunities in our lives where we can settle. Mm-hmm. And I think settling comes with a lot of complaining because when you settle, you look to blame. I'm yeah. here because why? And nine times out of ten, you're going to find something beside yourself to pin that on. Mm. Okay. Okay, and yeah. that's what we do. But in every time that you're presented that same opportunity to settle, you also have the same option to not accept it. Right. And say, why would I settle here? Are you settling because you've reached the pinnacle of what you were heading for? Okay, that's one thing. But are you settling because maybe there's other people or there's other instances that are telling you this as far as you go? Yeah. That's up to you to accept. Right. 
No one says you have to accept that. No one says that you have to come from an impoverished home and then you yourself become impoverished. No one says that whether you're black, white, male or female, that, you know, I can only go so far up management. No, those limits are placed on by you. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, Mark. And I think that brings up another point is the world that used to be is not the world today. You know what I mean? Well, the only reason the old world stays alive is because complainers keep it alive. That too. But and that's and that's a great point because, guys, race is. Don't get me wrong. Racism, There's racism. It's there, real. Racism is still very alive. But it's, it's unfortunate. It's not what but it, it is. It's not what, and it's still alive because of this topic. Honestly, yeah. um, but racism is is obviously still alive, but nothing what it used to be. Uh, the way jobs and corporate and and career paths view positions of women is not what it used to be. Um, opportunities. That's because people stopped complaining and they did something about <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Opportunities, guys, are, are, look around. There are, I mean, we live in a society of, op- a culture of opportunities. I mean, there have never been more opportunities in American history than there are today. Sure. Never. I mean, left and right, the, the resources at our fingertips, guys, that is why so many entrepreneurs are, are, are coming up and, um, Shout out to the real entrepreneurs and, you know, shout out to the fake entrepreneurs. But there are, there are fake entrepreneurs because they, they at least recognize the opportunities out here. But the fact that we still find areas to complain as a society, I think of it as like, man, if a, a f- guy or girl and you go, you go want to complain to your, like, your grandmother, your great grandmother. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And I just think about if I were to take <laughs> some of my complaints to my, my, my grandmother, both of my grandmothers. Well, I'd be both scared. I'd be scared to go to, to Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria, shout you out. You're an amazing woman. Um, actually, both my grandparents are amazing women. Um, but I, if I took any of my complaints to them, I, I just, I would almost be embarrassed, embarrassed what, what their, what their thought process of me would be. Yeah. Because, I'm coming to them of this complaint of, oh, man, it's so hard. And they lived in the era of no electricity, uh, limited maybe running water, maybe not hot water at times. I mean, my grandma, she's pushing she's pushing her. What, she's late 80s, I think, now. Shout out, Grandma. If I got that wrong, I'm sorry because I know you're a listener. I love you. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she lived <laughs> in an era of, man, somewhat horse and buggy a little bit. Like, yeah. I know they on the farm – they, they played a little bit with that. And then I know with her upbringing, her grandmother definitely lived in that area. I just, I think of, guys, I just think of what we complain about nowadays. And it's, it's almost childish. It's, it's, it's blasphemy. It's comical to me that we all, I, myself included, Mark and I, yeah. are, we're both included in this topic that we just find things to complain about. The individuals, man, they, they would have to walk man, three miles to get somewhere, and we're just hopping our car and just take it for granted, bro. I don't know. It's just, well, just the, sen- the, the ease of even picking up a phone. That you know too. what I mean? Or medical care. Yeah. I mean, just simple things. And yet these are things we constantly talk about complaining about. Yeah. I mean, you find it all the time. And you find people just being so unappreciative of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and then once again, it always goes back to we've come to a state where it's okay just to blame. I mean, and honestly, I think I think the art of excuse making, all that is is complaining fuel. Okay. You 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 create all these excuses so when things fail because they're going to fail because I'm just going to tell you right now, you're really not all in. Right, right. You're not all in. So you start the excuses now, so later when you can complain, you have something to blame it on. Mm. It's like you set yourself up to fail before you're even trying because the truth is, is you truly don't even believe in your, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you and know? I mean, if you can't believe in you, I mean, man, your mom might believe in you, but <laughs> you ain't finding anybody else. That's gonna, no, I mean, it's you got to want it for yourself. You absolutely do. That's and it thing. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, honestly, we're all in control of our own, ourselves. Yeah. You know, we say it all the time. Control your own control. Yeah. We say it all the time. Yeah. You know, but they just don't want to do it. Yeah. I, I remember in the fire academy, um, I used to have this this officer in the fire academy. His name was John Figgins. We used to go up to him. He was kind of like our, our guy who was in the middle of us and then the big officers. So if you wanted to kind of go have a candid conversation, he's the guy you could go do that with without all the rhetoric and everything. Gotcha. But he would always say this to us, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. I love it, yeah, for sure. So instead of going up and saying, I can't, he'd say, okay, this isn't working, but I think. Right. So instantly you're turning that complaint, that negativity mm-hmm. into, mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to go, but my focus has shifted. Correct. This isn't working, my focus is now shifted. And he used to say that all the time. It's something I apply to myself all the time mm-hmm. now, or even my children. Don't bring me with your problems, come with me solutions. Correct. Tell me. This isn't working, but this is what I'm going to attempt to do to reverse that. Yeah, and I think that's something that we all can apply, not only in the work field, of course, but on our everyday life. Yeah, I oh mean, yeah. Absolutely. Think about it. If you if you if you're going to your employer, Even your, or your superior, or your marriage, and you're yeah. saying, "Hey, I have a problem," but you you aren't coming there with the solution, you're you're literally going to stay stagnant. If anything, take steps backward. Yeah. Like Mark said, if you come there and say, "Hey, X, Y, and Z's." Not working, but what if we try A, B, and C? Well, I know Heather and I, a prime example. I mean, Heather used to complain all the time. She didn't think we were good communicators. Mm. And she would just say it. Well, fine. Let's go Let's go take training on communication. For sure. And that's what you did. I mean, we could have sat there and complained forever and just sat in that and said, well, we're just not good communicators. Guess we're not going to communicate well. No, find a source to say we could do this better. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's simple things. So whether it's in relationship or whether it's work, that's it's great. It's great that you can actually pinpoint issues or that you are observant enough to say, okay, here's a problem area, but it's horrible if you do nothing to fix that. Right. And that's where that complaining, that negativity breeds from because mm-hmm. there's nothing changing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just again and again and again. It's, yeah. it's the same thing I tell people all the time. If you find yourself every year in the same rut that you're in, my first question to you is what have you do, done to change it? Right. Well, if all you've done to change it is complain, it ain't going to change. Have you made any steps to change Correct. that? Have you yeah. made any steps to uh, change your environment or uh, you know your living situation? Yeah, no, and that's guys. That's that's why we bring up this topic. I know a lot of you might be listening, like, "Hey, this is really good stuff," or maybe this is just obvious. But we we share this because we I think we all can be better in this. Well, and, I think it is obvious, but nobody's doing anything. And that's the problem. No one wants to do anything. We've accepted about it. it. Yeah. Yeah, we've just accepted it is what it is. And I think it's important that we all learn to challenge ourselves to be more bold. Be more bold in this area of our life. And Mark and I talk about praying bold all the time. Yeah. Well, our actions need to be bold as well. And I think of individuals that I have relationships with, and I just have I have recently chosen to be less around them because of the negativity that they they are always pouring out, and I just I yeah. constantly feel it on myself. And then you bring it home, and this and that. And guys, we we need you need to learn to to exit yourself from. Well, from and these I like areas. I like the word bold, and you brought up earlier like leadership roles. So whether you're a mom or a dad, or whether you're a supervisor at work or whatever, this is a great opportunity for have a huge impact on multiple people. Yeah. You know, a great opportunity. And I'll tell you, the other day I was I was just in prayer in my quiet time and something just came to me and I literally thought about this. I thought, 
you know, the generational impact that Heather and I are having on our kids. Mm. Um, this has come mid prayer because, um, you know, my wife came from a, a not so great upbringing. I by no means was a silver spooner. I mean, right. we had tough times growing up, but my mom, my mom, I know always projected things onto us to positivity and to, you know, chase your dreams. And it was always that, you know, go, go do it. If you want it, go do it. And it's the same thing. It's like a generational impact. Well, we as leaders all have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. It can either be negative or it can be positive. Right. And if you're in a leadership role and you, like you said, you're coming home from work every day complaining. Well, what is that projecting to your children? Mm. You know, yeah. and if you're a boss who's at work all the time mm -hmm. complaining, what is that projecting to your workers? Correct. I mean, now you're just going to have crappy workers. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you have this opportunity to, like, break the chain somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can only handle it in small parts, it's okay. Control your small parts. Yeah. No, I think it's important in, as leaders, especially, let's you know, put a little bit more focus into the, to the workforce, you know, either in the locker room for sports or in the corporate business world, I tell I tell our people all the time, guys. Hey, life happens. Oh, Things yeah. happen. Yeah. But the second that you walk through those doors, it all stops at the door. It's it literally you drop it, and if if it's it's your choice to pick it back up as you leave, and that is what we all need to be better at, myself included, instilling there. And Mark talked about leadership. Man, I tell you what, talk about a cancer of cancers, man. If if you are the leader of of your team, your household, your business, man, the second that they can smell any negative complaining from you guys, man, it's it's hard to climb out of that hole. Oh, and it's wildfire. It is. I mean, it's truly wildfire. It takes one little spark and it's out of yeah. control. I mean, it just is what it is. And I think we just have come become so accustomed to it. Um, and, and maybe that's because, honestly, over time, we're all being affected in the same, you know, uh, area of the brain that now we're just like, okay, it yeah. is what it is. But the reality of it is, is that's what keeps that stuff alive. Yeah. I mean, we all want to sit here and say we want to make change and, and we can watch, uh, you know, really uplifting, inspiring things on television or the news or the Internet, whatever. But for a minute, you're uplifted. And then when it's over, it's over. It's like nobody's actually applying these changes, like how we treat people, how we communicate with people. You know, what kind of image are we projecting? If your image is, you know, as this constant complainer, all you're doing is, you know, keeping that environment alive. And it's just a negativity. Yeah. Nobody needs it. Nobody does. No, it's toxic for sure. No, guys, I want to give you guys a quote here as we start to wrap things up. Um, a lot of people never get to where they want to be because they will never stop complaining about where they are at. Um, so I, I, I think that's kind of wraps up really what everything Mark and I just talked about today. And the the importance of... You might not be happy or satisfied with your situation at hand, um, but the first step, I think, is recognizing that, okay? And then the next step is recognizing what you need to do about it, all right? And, well, maybe first recognizing what will make you happy, okay? And then yeah. recognizing what you need to do about it and how to get out of that. Well, and just accept the fact that sometimes changes don't happen overnight. No, Some, that's a good point, Mark. That you know is a mean? good point. Th this stuff doesn't come overnight. You're right. No, I mean, there's times that you're... You, We've all found ourselves in those moments where we aren't happy or we feel like our purpose isn't being fulfilled. Not everything is quick. Sometimes it's a long preparation period, but realize you're still gaining something. Yeah. And that gain isn't just, I'm miserable. No, you're gaining experience and that experience mm -hmm. can be applied later. Yeah. And one thing we really didn't talk about, guys, because we're running out of time, but it's the whole venting aspect. Yeah. And I think I think there there is a healthy balance to venting, but Mark well, I think there's healthy relationships that you can vent in. Correct. Mark yeah. touched on it earlier about, 
who you're venting to. And if, if it's they're individuals that a know, you know, your situation, maybe. And I, I think it's important, like Mark said, who you vent to. So don't vent to people that, you know, you're going to hear what you want to hear. Vent to people that are going to hold you accountable. Well, and also also be in those vent relationships where you know that your vent is is not affecting them in a the negative way. It's almost like uh, a therapeutic. Like okay. they're literally there to listen. They're there to listen and to encourage. Yeah. It's not one of those deals where you're just dumping all your troubles all them mm-hmm. and they've already got enough of their own troubles. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's healthy ways to do it. And I think everybody does need to do that. I mean, I'm not saying you don't need to. I know that I can vent with Josh and Josh can vent with me. But at the end of the conversation, it's not going to be, okay, now I'm going to carry your burden for you. No, it's right. it's problem solving. Yeah, no, it's not healthy to bottle this stuff up, but I think a lot of times we also lose sight and lose track of what we're venting. Yeah. And, you know, if if you're venting because someone truly maybe did you wrong or um, you have a, a life-changing decision to make of something of some sort, that's that's one thing. But to go on and, and vent to someone because someone slammed on their brakes, uh, you know, at a red light or something like that. It's, meaningless. it's meaningless. But I'll also tell people, too, you know, I would challenge you um, to find healthy ways to you know, take the transgressions to the source. I mean, if someone's truly offended you, if someone has truly played a very negative role in your life, um, you need to find a healthy way to to share that with them because ultimately you're not going to clear that account Mm. until you feel like they at least know how they've affected you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's it's a balancing act. Yeah. Obviously, it can have negative reactions from their point, but I think if you do it the right way, that's all you can do is put the ball back in their court and say, hey, yeah. this is how I felt. I'm not angry at you. I don't hate you. Right. But this is something that I just don't want to be a part of. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, no last, guys, last thing that I'll leave you with here um, before I give you this would you rather that I'm going to come up with on the spot. Um, you know, one area that I just never find myself fortunately complaining is every time when I go down to eat a meal. Oh, yeah. Um, because I am constantly just blessed with convenience it is one of the it is one of the greatest side effects of owning your own meal prep company (laughs) because when i go to the fridge i pull out a healthy meal made by visionary meals that i know is going to leave me feeling nutritious um and just ready to go and tackle the day guys so i'm telling you guys it's delicious it is delicious there it's there's no such thing as a diet the smell is (laughs) mouth-watering yeah I know. I'm like, it's like we're like approaching lunchtime actually here on the set. And I'm like, ooh, it's time to eat, boy. But no, guys, Visionary Meals, uh, we're super thankful to have them as a sponsor yeah. as always, guys. And if you are one that finds yourself maybe complaining about your health, uh, maybe those are some areas that you need to make Whether change it's diabetes, in. high blood pressure, yeah. I mean, all kinds of things. We're not just talking about people who want to fit into a size two or nah. get ripped. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you as a whole person. Correct. Yeah. Changing uh, your lifestyle. Absolutely. I mean, in it's an enjoyable way of doing it. Like I said, folks, diet is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. This is really good tasting food yeah. that fills you up, provides you everything that you need, and provides you with a very much healthier yeah. you. And guys, we'd like to think it's affordable as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's definitely a lifestyle that a lot of individuals are taking a hold of, and we're super excited that and very fortunate and blessed. So we thank you all for that as well. Yeah. Um, but Mark, I got a, a would you rather with, and I, I have a good one rather. too. Okay, good. I'm glad you have a good one. We're going to go with mine first. Cause as I'm speaking right this second, I still don't have it figured <laughs> out, but I'm going to make it up. So would you rather, okay. Would you rather live with someone that constantly complains every second they walk in the door? I've done this. Or 
but then but they but the but they be your true love maybe okay they you, they are your true love but their one negative is they just never stop complaining but they satisfy you and bring you joy in so many other areas in your life or live alone oh live alone damn that was easy yeah okay. live alone your true love easily live alone dang i didn't make that hard enough okay um all right cool. i'm a grizzly bear I'm very easy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I function well like that. I do too. Yeah, that's. I probably made that too easy because I'd probably. <laughs> You're gonna love mine though. It's I'd probably, totally. I'd probably off the wall. Alone. Okay, good. Like, hit me. Hit me with something. I would literally you, came up with that on the spot. Would you, you rather be playing strip poker with your grandma and oh, she's God. losing? <laughs> My grandma. She's losing. To the show. <laughs> she's losing. Okay, grandma. I know you're smiling right now. All right. All right. She's losing. Or. Have to be covered in peanut butter, naked, and surrounded by Oliver, who's Oliver. <laughs> Oliver is the dog. Yeah, he is the dog. Loves peanut butter. What dog doesn't? Oh my! So would you God. rather be playing strip poker with Grandma and she's losing? The and intent is losing. implied there. Yeah, okay, I, that's I, I understand. Or have to be naked and covered in peanut butter, and it's just you and Oliver stuck in a like, room. Stuck in a room. Yeah. For how long? So the peanut butter's gone. Oh, so he's actually being <laughs> proactive and getting the peanut butter off. Well, good luck stopping him. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, bro. What? This is weird. That's a tough one. I'm honestly. I'm that honestly, is that is weird. I'm honestly playing the strip poker because I can close my eyes. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's my grandma. And my grandma listens to the show. She's listening as we speak. Miss Victoria sees the humor in this. I know oh she does. Gosh, grandma. Um, I, oh. I played cards against humanity with your grandma. That was probably <clears throat> more awkward than this. Yeah. Um, gosh, darn it. Um, dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> dog. <laughs> oh, dog. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think dog. I I don't know. I, I don't even like when the dog's licking Oliver, the minute I walk in, starts licking my hands, pet me, pet me, pet me. I can't handle that. I'll look at the table. I'll just stare at the table. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so messed up. <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. Okay, that's good. I like that one. That's a okay. good one. Thank you. you for, thanks for saving me on that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Good stuff. Well, Mark, you got anything for our viewers? No, our I just I just appreciate everybody that listens, uh, yeah. and, I, and I hope we're I hope we are a positive influence, um, in your lives every yeah. week. So I look for I always look forward to your guys's feedback, and we we appreciate that. So no, that's good. Yeah, Mark's Mark's definitely hit the nail on the head there, guys. We we do appreciate all you all, and Mark, no, we we both know that we fall short in a lot of areas in our life, and you know, guys, we're we're truly here just to impact maybe one life, and if if we can influence someone i don't consider ourselves influencers but if we can influence someone um just to be better in an area of our life and you guys help us hold ourselves accountable so we appreciate that i was going to say if you find yourself complaining about us in the show which i mean that's you absolutely can i would ask you that you look at it from a lens of literally two guys who are willing to be on a microphone and just we share our imperfections with you yeah. so don't ever look at it from us uh preaching down to you or no, trying no. to hold ourselves up higher and say we know more than you literally it's two guys who just want to share imperfections mm -hmm. and effort that uh we all get better together yeah because we understand i think we all struggle with a lot of the same things yeah that's yeah, yeah. very normal so yeah we appreciate that guys um we appreciate all of you and you guys truly are the best viewers and listeners in the nation so um shout out if you guys have not subscribed hit that subscribe button 
Um, stay up to date on some social media. I got a small confession. I have been horrible on our social media game, and I call myself an entrepreneur. What? Um, so we're going to improve that. You guys will see some change in our social media. So stay up to date with us, guys. Um, and some exciting things, exciting news, all that kind of fun stuff coming out. So, uh, again, we appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Stop complaining. Be better. It's all mental. Lace it up. Lock it in. Deliver the link. Sign